I pray that that you would touch our hearts once again and teach us and help us to make application. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 26. You recall that last week we saw Amaziah. He was the king. And Amaziah, you recall that he was one that he did what was good in the sight of the Lord, but his heart wasn't loyal towards the Lord. And again, I want to reiterate that that's very important to take note of. You can do what is right, but your heart isn't loyal to whatever it is. For example, you work for a place, your boss tells you to do something, you'll do what he tells you to do. You'll do what is right, but it doesn't mean that your heart is loyal towards your boss or towards that business, that company, whatever it might be. So here was Amaziah. He did what was right, but he did not have a loyal heart towards the Lord. And as I've always said, that whatever's in your heart is going to be worked out in your life. So here was Amaziah that uh, he wants to go to war against the Edomites. He does. He defeats them. He had first initially hired some men from the house of of, um, uh, Israel, 100,000 of them. He paid them off, and the prophet came to him and said, Amaziah, you dismiss those guys because the house of Israel is not with the Lord. And, of course, the house of Israel at this time that the book of Chronicles doesn't really focus on, that they were plunged deep into idol worship because all their kings, 19 in totality, were evil kings. So you dismiss them. Tell them to go home. And Amaziah said, well, I've already paid them. What do I do about the money? And the prophet said, God will be able to take care of you. It's God that is going to um, give you much more than what you gave them. In other words, he's going to bless you. And here's the thing to always remember, that obedience can cost, but disobedience is a lot more costly. So we want to trust in the Lord in what he's doing in our life. And so he goes to war. He dismisses the the Israelites that were going to join him. He defeats the Edomites, but then he begins to worship their gods. He burns incense to their false gods. He comes back. He's very prideful. He's upset at what those guys did, the Israelites, in um, plundering the cities of Judah when they were off the war. So he sends a note to the king of Israel saying, let's do battle. Let's go to war. The king of Israel, as you recall, if you were with us last week, sent a message back and said, listen, enjoy your victory. You defeated the Edomites. Stay at home and don't meddle to your own hurt. And Amaziah went to war against Israel. He ended up, first of all, being defeated. He ended up being disgraced. Uh, He was cast down, that is, the walls were, um, as he was at Beth Shemesh. He ended up uh, having um, the cities and also uh, the temple being plundered, um, the house of the Lord. And, And then also we saw that he ended up dying as a result. They, they put him to death. There was those who ended up killing him. And as we, as Christians, look at that, as we talked about, we don't want to meddle to our own hearts, hurt spiritually. He meddled to his own hurt militarily, and that's the things that happened. Defeat and disgrace and, and downtrodden and, and plundered and, and eventually death. And if we end up meddling to our own hurt spiritually and being in places that we shouldn't be because we think we're more spiritual than we really are or 
participating in activities we shouldn't or watching or seeing things that we shouldn't be doing, we're going to experience those same things. We'll be defeated spiritually. We'll end up being disgraced. Do you know that the enemy wants to disgrace you? He wants to bring that disgrace to you. He wants to, to, to just cast you down. He wants to plunder you, rob you, and then eventually your life will just have that stench of death, your spiritual life. Because Paul would say that to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So now in chapter 26, quickly, here comes Uzziah that reigns in Judah. And all the people of Judah, in verse 1, took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. So here comes Uzziah. He's also in Second Kings known as Azariah. He, he's largely characterized as a good king. His name means Jehovah is strength. Now remember that he comes to the throne during a very difficult time in Judah. Part of the wall in Jerusalem has been broken down. The temple's been plundered. Some of the people have been taken off into captivity. And we continue to read that he built Eloth and restored it to its Judah, and after the king rested with his fathers. And Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jacaliah of Jerusalem. So here is Uzziah. Not only is he uh, one that is going to rule during a very difficult time, but he's only 16 years old when he becomes the king. He's only a teenager with great challenges that are before him. And the wording here in the text tells us that all the people of Judah took Uzziah. So it indicates that they chose him. He was from the line of David, but it wouldn't be the natural succession that, you know, the eldest son of, of the king who ended up dying, taking the throne. They looked at Uzziah, and somehow in that 16 years old kid, teenager, they said that we want him to be the next king. And what we're going to see is this guy is very capable. He is going to rebuild the cities. He's going to make the nation strong once again. It's exactly what they need. He's doing what is right in the sight of the Lord, but also we're going to see something's going to happen to him at the end of the chapter that we've already seen with some of the kings that were good towards you know, Israel or towards Judah that uh, did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but they ended up becoming prideful. But at this time, here we see that he's just a young guy. And that's why it's so exciting for, for us in, as we minister to our young people. One of the things that I always try to encourage you know, our youth is that God can use you now. He can use you now in, in service to the Lord. Have a heart for the Lord now. Have your devotions and to really get them thinking because sometimes young people think, well, I can never serve the Lord. I can never be used of the Lord or, you know, whatever it might be. But the thing is, God wants to use them. And we have young people that they started out in very simple ways. They, they're helping in children's ministry. They're helping with vacation Bible school. They're helping in, in different ways. And they get excited about serving the Lord. And that carries on in the years ahead. So that's why it's important to invest in our young people and to encourage them. Here's Uzziah, only 16 years old, and he's being used in a powerful way. He ends up building Eloth, and, and uh, he's going to uh, also uh, continue to um, fortify some of the cities. Let's read in verse 4. He did what was right in the sight of God, of the Lord, according to all his father Amaziah had done. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had an understanding in the visions of God and uh, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. So here is a prophet, Zechariah. This is not the Zechariah that 
you might think of uh, the book of Zechariah. That Zechariah uh, would come after the Babylonian captivity. Matter of fact, when you look at Scripture, there were 29 different Zechariahs. So this Zechariah, we don't know anything about him except what is said here in verse 5. But apparently Uzziah is listening to this one. Um, Zechariah had visions of God. And he went out in verse 6 and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jephna and, and the wall of Ashdod. And he built the cities around Ashdod among the Philistines. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians, who lived in Gerbaal and against the Meunites. So what we see here is um, he's fortifying the cities. He's um, defeated the Philistines. They had gotten stronger. You recall we saw that in chapter 21. And now they're being put down, the Philistines, and defeated. He took many of their cities, and, and he would begin to fortify the cities for Judah. The Ammonites are in tribute to Judah because we see that Uzziah is very strong here. He becomes internationally famous, as verse 8, also the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt, and he became exceedingly strong. Listen, if we have a heart towards the Lord and we're doing what is right before the Lord, you're following after him, you're walking in his ways, then you're going to prosper in the best sense of the word. And you're going to be strong. And the Lord desires for us to be strong. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How is it that we become strong? By walking in obedience. By putting on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because the enemy will come against us and it's a battle out there. So the Bible tells us to be strong. Put on the armor of God. Continue in the word of God and walk in the ways of God. And you'll be strong and you'll prosper as um, you do that. In verse 9 we read, And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate. Now remember in the previous chapter that that wall had been broken down there uh, at the corner gate for 400 cubits. Now he's rebuilt that in the valley gate uh, at the corner buttress and the wall and he fortified them. And he built towers in the desert. He dug many wells. For he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and in the plains. He also had farmers and vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved the soil. And moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies, according to the number of the role as prepared by Jael, and describe a mass Eiah, the officer under the hands of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. So here is Uzziah, he's a, as I said, very capable man. Not only is he a military man, he's a builder. He's skilled in agriculture. He, he loved the soil, and he worked the soil. And he would build towers in, in all around Israel. And it says that even out in the desert that he built these towers. If you go to what is called Qumran, that is just east of Jerusalem, but it's down there near the Dead Sea. It's where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, that they have found uh, remnants of these towers that date back here to Uzziah's day. So this guy is bringing, you know, agriculture, um, working the soil. Um, he's a military man, a great builder. Um, this guy is really making the nation strong um, once again. And he's one that's been a real blessing. We read also he's an inventor of military weaponry. In verse 12, the total number of chief officers of the mighty men in valor was 2,600. 
And under their authority was an army of 307,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Then Uzziah prepared for them for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows, and slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem invented by skillful men to be on the towers, on the corners, to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. So here is a guy, again, um, that is an inventor of military weaponry, builders, all this stuff. And so Judah is strong right now. It's doing well. And he is strong. And his fame is spreading. But then something happened that we have seen happen in the kings before this. That God prospered them and blessed them. There was dependency upon the Lord. They were doing what was right in the sight of the Lord. But all of a sudden, pride began to creep in. We saw that with Asa, didn't he? He made his own plans, and, and the prophet came to him and said, Asa, why didn't you trust in the Lord like you did when you first became king, and God saved you from that Ethiopian army of a million men, but yet you went and you made a treaty with a pagan king and paid him off. Why did you do that? And Asa got angry and persecuted that prophet that came to him. Don't you know, Asa, that the eyes of the Lord go to and fro across the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards him? And that's a promise not only that was told to Asa, but a promise that is told to you and to me. A heart that is loyal towards God, a heart that desires to walk in his ways, that delights in the ways of the Lord, desires to please the Lord. That's a heart that's loyal. See, here we see some of these kings, they did what was right, but their heart's not loyal towards God. And we see that Amaziah, he did what was right at the beginning, but then we see that he began to do things out of the flesh. And the reason that he went to war in the previous chapter against Israel because of pride. You're lifted up. You're prideful. Stay at home and don't meddle to your own hurt. And here we see this good king who was strong and well-known and brought blessing to the nation. He becomes prideful, as we read in verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him were eighty priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, for the, uh, but for the priests and the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. So he becomes prideful. He goes into the temple. His heart is lifted up, rather than humbling his heart. One of the reasons why the kings of Judah were compared to David, because David had a humble heart before God. And you recall in 2 Samuel chapter 7, and that story is reiterated in 1 Chronicles chapter 17, that when David wanted to build the temple, that the Lord said, you're not going to build the temple, David, but I'm going to build you a house, and I'm going to establish your throne, and your throne is going to be established forever, and upon your throne is going to come the Messiah. And what was the response of David? Did David say, well, yeah, that makes sense, because I'm so strong. I've defeated my enemies around me. You know, I'm the most famous king that Israel will ever have. He, he didn't have any 
pride that was in him, he would respond to the Lord as he would say, Who am I that you've brought me this far? Who am I that you've brought me this far? My prayer for, for you and for your family, for this church family, for me and my ministry, that we would just marvel on what God has done, His incredible grace and mercy. And what can happen is to us is we begin to become strong. We become successful. People notice us. Whatever it might be in your abilities, your talents, your business, in your ministry. And you begin to become prideful and lifted up. And I think all of us have to guard against that. And as a church, and it goes with what we've talked about, what, what the Lord has for us in the future. One thing that I pray is we never become prideful as a church. That we would marvel at what God has done and what he is doing and what he wants to do. Who are we, Lord, that you've brought us this far? Your favor and your blessing and what you have done that we would be humble before the Lord and we would marvel. So here was Uzziah. He's prideful. He goes into the temple to burn incense. Now you guys know from our study from the Old Testament who were the only ones that were able to or supposed to go into the temple to burn incense, only the priests, the ones who were the direct descendants of Aaron, not the kings. So the priests go in there, 80 of these guys, and they say, you're not supposed to do that. They rebuke him according to the word of God, but he ignored it. He ignores it, and verse 19 tells us he became furious. He had a censer in his hand to burn incense, and while he was angry with the priests, leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord because the uh, incense altar. And Azariah, the, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him, and there on his forehead was, it was leprous. And so they thrust him out of that place. Indeed, he also hurried to get out because the Lord had struck him. In verse 21, King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in an isolated house because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah from the first to the last, the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, wrote. So Uzziah rested with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of burial, which belonged to the kings, for they said, He is a leper. Then Jotham his son reigned in his place. He was struck with leprosy. And he ends up dying a tragic death because of pride. He got angry. You know, bug off. I'll do what it is that I want. I'm not going to listen to the Lord. And he was hit with leprosy, which would lead to his death. So true what the Word of God says, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. And it's a terrible sin because it just begins to bring death to us spiritually in what God wants to do. God won't share his glory with any man or any woman. And so we need to keep humble before the Lord. One more point that I'd like to make. At this time, who comes on the scene now and begins his ministry? It's Isaiah, isn't it? In Isaiah chapter 6, you know the verse that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So now what happens is Uzziah has died. A couple things. 
When Uzziah died, he reigned for 52 years, longer than any other king of Judah, with one exception, Manasseh. He reigned for 55 years. And we'll read about Manasseh in just a little bit, but Manasseh was a terrible, terrible king. But here he is. He fortifies the cities. He strengthens them. It's what Judah needed. They were doing good. And all of a sudden, he dies, and the people are wondering what's going to happen. What's going to happen? What's going to happen to us? They're anxious. And, and what's going to happen to the nation? This capable man who has brought blessing and strength and fortified the cities and, and developed a strong army and, and inventories you know, of um, you know, weapons and, and inventing them. We needed this guy, so what's going to happen? And all of a sudden, here comes Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, that I saw the Lord high and lifted up. Listen, you know what will happen to you and to me? We want people sometimes to, to see us. We want to be an example to people, a godly example. But sometimes the Lord will allow you just to kind of die in the eyes of somebody else. And there's a reason. So they're not always looking at you. But they might clearly see the Lord high and lifted up. Don't be surprised when that happens. It's very humbling. That all of a sudden, people, you'll make a mistake, you'll say something, you, you know, all of a sudden, they'll just kind of die a little bit when they look at you. Well, he's not as great as I thought they were. They're not as smart as I thought they were, whatever it might be. The Lord will allow that at times to bring humbling to you that you might die to self. And so that people might look past you to see the Lord high and lifted up. Sometimes some things have just got to die so that people can see the Lord clearly. That we can always point them to the Lord. Listen, there will be times where I'll let you down. There will be times where I might say something that, you know, you think, why did he say that? I don't want to. I want to be a godly example as much as I can. But I know that the Lord has allowed that to happen in my life so that you can see the Lord clearly and that you will trust in Him because He will never let you down. And He is perfect and He is good. And you can say, Amen, Lord, you are good. The rest of us, we fall short, don't we? And we're being changed from glory to greater glory into the image of Jesus but sometimes we'll die in the sight of people, and that's okay, so they can see the Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for this word given to us. And, and Lord, I, I pray that um, as we've had a great night tonight, just with the choir and, and the worship, and Lord's meeting new people and just being able to talk about the future, and Lord, I thank you for that. And Lord, what my prayer is, is that we would be humbled before you. Lord, I know that you want to use us in fortifying people's faith and growing them and prospering them and being a blessing to others. But Lord, may we always point them past us and to you. And may we stay humbled before you. So, Lord, what my prayer is, is that tonight 
that as we just come right now before you, if there's anything in our hearts that perhaps we've been lifted up, maybe some area of our life that we haven't really given to you. We think, I'm good in this area, I'm strong in this area, I, I don't really need you in this area, Lord, or maybe it's been an attitude, or maybe just being a little bit haughty in some area. Whatever it might be, it's, it's humbling to just, first of all, confess it, but Lord, you want us to. Because if it continues to grow, we have seen in Second Chronicles what happens to godly men that were being used of you and walking in a godly way that became prideful. Just as Asa got a disease in his feet, he was defeated spiritually and literally and will be defeated. Uzziah had leprosy that, that began to eat at him and, and spiritually things began to be eaten away because of pride. We've seen the effects of what's happened to others that became prideful. Amaziah lifted up and he was defeated soundly and disgraced. So Lord, keep us humble before you. And my prayer is that all of us here that we've been humbled to where we've given our hearts to Jesus Christ, the one who died for our sins and rose again from the grave. It was Jesus that said, you must humble yourself as a child if you want to be great in the kingdom of God. And he also said to come in childlike faith. So if there is anybody here listening to this message that you've never done that, come in childlike faith, humble yourself, and realize you need the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. That we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And you pray as you realize that I need to repent, turn direction, and turn to Jesus and to admit that I'm a sinner and that he's the only one that can save me as Lord and Savior of my life, coming in faith, praying, Jesus, come into my heart, be my personal Lord and Savior because I am a sinner and forgive me of my sins. And I surrender my life to you and my heart in Jesus' name.